It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here today. I was going to just do the Core Tenets of QAnon Celebrities podcast, but Q and one of Q's big promoters decided to have nervous breakdowns today, so we're going to smash them into this. So we're going to do a hodgepodge amalgamation of the Core Tenets Celebrities Edition podcast and the Everyone Has a Nervous Breakdown uh, edition of the podcast. So... Uh, we'll do the nervous breakdown first because it was hilarious. Um, QAnon promoter SSG underscore pain because everyone's all about the pain and Fox militarism and just being a schmuck declared that he was going to expose the terrible nature of Twitter and Jack Dorsey if educating liberals did not get their Twitter account back. He then, supposedly, from what I read in uh, reactions uh, to what happened, posted child pornography on Twitter that he retweeted from somebody else to show that Twitter is terrible when it comes to policing child porn. This is, of course, the act of a psychopath and a total nut. Uh, I don't know if he's been banned from Twitter yet, but, I mean, this is a pretty obvious way to get your account nuked and educating libs themselves are back on twitter with a backup account education for libs with two s's Uh, he's made it clear that he knows he's going to get banned again and he's even uh, begging for patreon money while he runs his short hopefully short-lived obvious ban evasion twitter account um someone, uh, the next time Twitter has, I don't know, some kind of, uh, I think they're a publicly traded company at this point, but when the next time Twitter and Jack Dorsey have to go in front of the press, someone, anyone, uh, give me a press pass, I'll do it. Someone has to ask him, why is ban evasion not one of the things you can immediately just report as a category for reasons you're reporting somebody 
to be uh, banned. And it would be very simple. Ban evasion and then what account were they previously? And then you put in the name of the, the tag of the previous account. So they can check the two accounts and see if it's still the same person doing it based on various things like I don't know, the avatar, the, co the, uh, the IP, content, etc., etc. I mean, there's plenty of ways they could do this. And there's plenty of, and also like secondary verification and stuff like that. They can check phone numbers, they can do all kinds of stuff. So there'd be plenty of ways for them to uh, enforce bans on ban evasion. And another thing they could do is they could suspend accounts that promote ban evasion accounts. QAnon is notorious for this. When someone gets nuked for running afoul of terms of services, they make a backup account and then they run to all the big QAnon promoters and they whine about getting banned and losing their their followers. And Praying Medic and Lisa May and Incarnated, who has to do it himself all the time, and all those dirtbags broadcast, hey, this guy got banned from Twitter, give him back his followers, refollow re him on this new account. Because Twitter just doesn't care about this stuff. They're ridiculously bad about enforcing bans. So they need to stop. They need to actually enforce their bans and keep these bad people off their service because it makes them look terrible. Uh, Twitter has a huge Nazi problem, as many people have pointed out countlessly and endlessly. But so that was our meltdown from a QAnon supporter. Then Q themselves decided to have themselves a weird little pity party where they started off by just posting a bunch of Q-drops that were remakes or just flat-out copies of old Q-drops. This was no new material. This was no new information. It was really weird. And then after Q did that, Q then posted a bunch of one-line bullet point Q drops. And it was obvious, this was obviously done very much with the mentality of getting to 4,000 Q drops because Q wanted to hit that number for some odd reason tonight. So he just posted four, one, actually it might have been five, let me see. Yeah, five one-line Q-drops. How does Soros calm secure with DNC leaders? How does China calm secure with DNC leaders? Information warfare, infiltration instead of invasion, the silent war continues. And the last three of those are in all capital letters because Q is yelling at us. And, I mean, it's so incredibly lazy what Q did tonight. There was really no effort, no energy. Just putting out a bunch of crap, uh, putting out a bunch of uh, twit tweets, and a article about George Soros investing in Activision Blizzard, which was from early March. It's so lazy. So deeply lazy. And of course, you go into the QAnon world, and they're just so happy that Q's talking to them. They don't care. They don't care that Q has nothing to say, nothing to give them, no information whatsoever. 
major dad is over the moon about, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Oh, it's so wonderful. And it's a joke. It's a really pathetic, sad joke. If I was a QAnon supporter, and this was my hero, my leader, my champion, I would be so disappointed. I would be so let down. Because Q has not given them anything, really. I mean, you can say it ever, and that'd be accurate, but I mean, storyline-wise, mythos-wise, just things to hang your hat on, Q has given them nothing in months. Literally nothing. The, the closest thing to a ray of sunshine was the Michael Flynn news, and that was public knowledge. Q didn't give that first. Q, again, quoted someone else's tweet. So Q hasn't said or done anything ever that would make anyone be excited about anything. Just such a lazy, completely disinterested cult leader who has nothing to give his cult. Nothing to reassure them, nothing to motivate them, nothing to galvanize them. It's just... The same pablum over and over again. It's, hey, look at this tweet. Hey, look at this thing. Q is bragging about Twitter DMs being clunky and not working right and claiming the walls are falling down. When Twitter DMs work tomorrow, what will that have meant? I mean, seriously, it's so ridiculous that Q would extrapolate from Twitter DMs not working properly that Social media is about to collapse. But Jim Watkins has no idea how to write as Q. No idea what the voice is. No idea what the message is. No idea how to articulate things in the properly cryptic, properly effective way. I'm telling you, Jim. Reach out to me. DM me. I will not leak our conversation. Me and you, simpatico. I want to be Q. You need Q content that isn't terrible. Let's make a deal. I don't work cheap for this because I'm going to be a terrible person selling my soul. But for the proper payment, I can I can help you out. And I know that you think Trump's going to lose because you said it yourself that you think Q is going to be done in November. I can spin a Trump defeat. That's not a problem. I got layers to this thing like an onion, baby. And the thing is, is these people want to believe. They want to believe no matter what. Even if Trump loses, they're going to turn to Q and be like, Q, what happened? Let us know what's going on. Inform us. What can we do to try to save the world from these monsters? Just, just, I can ride this. I can ride this horse. Let me be the jockey. Come on, Jim. Just give me, give me Q. Seriously. You suck at it. You're going to kill it. Even if Trump wins, you're gonna kill Q because you're a moron. You don't know how to. You know what you don't know what you're doing. And because of the blessed First Amendment in America, you can't sue me for calling you a moron. So tough shit. But if you suck it up and do what's right for business, cut me the check. God, quality of the Q drops will spike. It'll be incredible. And I'll deny it. I'll I'll deny that I'm right even though I obviously am. But uh, I'm going to take long vacations, just like you does currently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it cook. I'm going to let it simmer. I'm going to hit them when they don't expect it. 
and I'm going to leave them wanting more, but I'm going to give I'm going to give content like you read about. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to be a machine. No photos of Shirley Manson. Not going to give it away that way. That'd be a little on the nose. So I I know, I know how to stay away from myself. I know how to project a, a new personality. I'm I'm a, I'm a good boy. So think it over, Tim. Think it over. I know you don't think there's a lot of money left in Q, but you're wrong. We can we can we can make the dream work, and I will. Uh, I'll get the job done. So, for money. For piles of money. So, beyond my uh, attempt to sell out viciously to Jim Watkins and become the new Q, because I'm so disappointed in the current Jim Watkins Q, who is terrible and bad, we will now move on from all of that, this little digression, which didn't go nearly as long as I thought it would. Only, only about uh, 12 and a half, 11 and a half minutes. So now we can move into the meat of today's uh, podcast, which is the Celebrities QAnon Core Tenets Podcast. The thing about this is Q really doesn't care about celebrities. Q themselves, they bring up Eminem, but it's only in context of Rachel Chandler. They really don't get into the celebrities that much because it's just not something that really impacts Q in a way because his enemies are like politicians and nations and the globalists and all that kind of stuff. You look through the nature, you look through all the Q drops and you don't find Tom Hanks. You don't find Lady Gaga. You don't even find Michelle Obama. The only reference to Michelle Obama is under her maiden name of Michelle Robinson. You just don't find, you, you don't find Ellen DeGeneres. You don't find all these people. You, you, there's one reference to Oprah Winfrey, but that reference is uh, making fun of the, uh, the you get a car, you get a car, Everybody gets a car thing. The only Q, it's a, it's a Q drop 188, the big, super powerful Q drop. It's got a triple digit in it. He says, Oprah show, you get to go to jail. 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 You all get to go to jail. Q. With some other gibberish in front of that. But that's the thing. The whole celebrity hatred side of QAnon is based exclusively off the New World Order. And the New World Order stuff was just taken with from that community and transposed on the Q because they just figured, hey, the Illuminati is the same thing as the Deep State and the Cabal, so why not just hate all the people we've been hating all this time and just lump it in with the rest of QAnon because QAnon is the grand unifying conspiracy theory and we're allowed to do that. So they did. And that's the way it works. They want to hate these people and they will hate these people in Q's name even though Q never told them to do so. Q never said, hey, hate those people, they're bad. I don't like them. Boo those people. Boo. 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 Q never for a moment told anyone 
that they need to reject these people. He'll talk about stuff being bad or satanic or evil, but he doesn't ever personally address anybody. So where does this all come from? How, what is the specific hatred that QAnon has for their various celebrities? Well, Tom Hanks they hate because uh, Sarah Ruth Ashcraft, or Ashcroft, I don't know what her last name is, accused him of buying her from her father and then uh, sexually assaulting and abusing her. From all accounts, Sarah is unwell. She is someone who is not on her meds, according to people, and she's been told she needs help, and she refuses it. She's been she's tweeted out angrily that she knows Donald Trump has heard her message and is refusing to acknowledge her or accept her, which is kind of delusional. She's a person I don't really cover a lot in my scouring of the QAnon community because I really, I think that she's really across that line where interacting with her is in bad taste. I feel bad for her more than anything else, and I want her to get well and not be used by QAnon to promote their horrible agenda. On top of that, uh, Tom Hanks has a hobby of walking along highways, beaches, other places where Tom Hanks can be alone without people going, oh my god, that's Tom Hanks, let's bother him. And while he's on these lonely sojourns, he will take photographs of discarded gloves, discarded flip-flops, discarded hats, just various and sundry pieces of clothing that have fallen by the wayside in one way or another. And he'll take a photo of it, talk about it, sign it Hanks with an X at the end of his name instead of a, instead of a KS. And that's it. That's his thing. That's the stuff he likes to do on Instagram. And all of QAnon will fly to these posts and scream that it's a trophy of, no, of another grisly murder as committed by Tom Hanks. Uh, Isaac Cappy, who was a small-time celebrity, also accused Hanks of uh, improprieties and crimes. Cappy then committed suicide in broad daylight, and people say that Hanks had him killed because the logic and facts don't matter. They hate Hanks, so they're going to hate him. And that's just the way the world works. So from there, we go... Let's go to Ellen the Generous. Ellen supposedly had a government... Uh, memo. I forget if it was Hillary. I don't know if it's come out the WikiLeaks, but if there was a government memo. There was some piece of paper that got slid across a desk somewhere that said Ellen will be willing to work with us to get our message out there. And I don't know if that was specifically about a certain event or a certain idea or a certain thing that they knew Ellen was supportive of or if they just thought Ellen was a mouthpiece for the Obama administration. I don't exactly know what the case was, but the gist of it was is that Ellen is a bought-and-paid-for deep-state shell who will do anything they tell her to do. She's a puppet. 
she's a puppet for the government, and they hate her, and so, and also she's a lesbian, which is super awful, negative, bad, even though they'll never admit that they hate gay people. And so Ellen's a criminal. Uh, Dilly of the Dilly Show and also numerous Twitter fans, uh, Dilly once declared that he had inside intel that Ellen was going to be arrested and was going to go to jail. This was a year or so ago, and Ellen remains free. It's really weird. Their hatred of her is bizarre. Up next, we'll go to Oprah Winfrey. Oprah is guilty by association because Oprah knew Harvey Weinstein. She knew John of God. She's just been associated with pedophiles and monsters. So she's going to be a pedophile and a monster herself. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She was hilariously uh, claimed to have been arrested on Twitter, and that led to a night of hilarious commentary and people freaking out that she had been arrested. And then it was found out she wasn't because not, nothing, of, nothing that Q ever says comes true. And it was very cool in the QAnon world that after this all this whole thing happened, they were like, yeah, it was great that we had Oprah uh, trending on Twitter as having been arrested for horrible crimes that she did not commit. Because it doesn't matter that we're lying about her. What matters is that we got ourselves trending and we're just absolutely, totally soulless monsters. So, hey, good on us. Way to go, Team Soulless Monster. Boom. Killed it. Uh, then we have, let's just lump in the evil women of music, which in this case would be Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Beyonce. They're the big three right now. Billie Eilish is, uh, coming in strong now as the newest ascendant to, uh, Moloch's tender embrace. But Billie is again new. I mean, she's hot. She's popular. She's trending as it were but she doesn't have the gravitas she's not nearly as high level a uh, satanic witch as uh, queen bay mother monster and katy perry who i don't have a cool nickname for so she's just katy perry gaga is of course ultra double triple mega plus satanist vigilant citizen actually had like a subreddit uh they had a sub forum on their website about entertainment devoted entirely to how satanic Lady Gaga was and how Illuminati she was. 
the photo that did in Lady Gaga utterly and completely was one where she was covering one eye on one side of her face, which is, of course, so Illuminati. And the other eye on the other side of her face, she had a decal of a lightning bolt drawn on her face. Which, uh, lightning is Satan, so, bam. That was the most satanic photograph in the history of the world. You and normal people on Earth would see a pretty singer lady just doing silly rock things with uh, decals and a traditional eye-covering pose. They saw Satan squared. Um, Beyonce, she has the Jay-Z and the Illuminati triangle thing and all that kind of stuff going for her. Also, she's black, so they hate her because she's both a woman and a minority. She actually, at one point in one of her songs, started off with uh, talking about all you haters be tripping with that Illuminati mess. I may have gotten the lyric ex not exactly right, but she actually brings up the fact that people call her out for being Illuminati, and she's sick of it. To which they're like, yep, she's admitting it. Boom, she's Illuminati. We got her. We totally got her. So, uh, basically just triangles and all the standard stuff in a woman and a minority. So, boo, boo, boo Beyonce. Katy Perry. Uh, Katy Perry, she... And this is very funny. I mentioned this in the my... Uh, thread for Out of Shadows, they really harped on Katy Perry in that video. She was their uh, poster child for the Illuminati, and what made it really weird was they didn't show the video that confirmed that she was the Illuminati, which is she was talking to an interviewer about how she was trying to make it as a Christian singer, and it wasn't working for her. And this was back when she was known as Katie Hudson. So she had to get a stage name, so she became Katy Perry. And when she went, switched to Katy Perry, she had to change her whole image. She had to change her lyrics. She had to change her music. So she became a sex pot, because when you have giant tits like Katy Perry, that seems to be a pretty solid way to go. So she sexed it up, started singing pop songs, and boom, she made it. She got famous. So good on her. I mean, hey, that's the life. I have no idea what that was. That was a scary weird noise that just came out of my computer. I think the deep state is on to me, or maybe the patriots are on to me. Something's going wrong. Uh, but I will continue on and hope that I do not hit any more weird static explosions. But anyhow, this interviewer said to her, Hey, so you tried to make it as a Christian singer and that didn't work, so what made you go pop? And she talked about it and she jokingly said at the end of her discussion that I sold my soul to the devil. And she laughs. And the interviewer chuckles. But the Illuminati people think that she literally meant that, that she literally got into a room with Lucifer and signed on a Eldritch scroll in her own blood that Katy Perry was binding her soul to Moloch. 
Um, the other thing that they really love about Katy Perry was that she actually gave them a Super Bowl halftime show that was crawling with Illuminati symbolism. It, it was the most satanic halftime show that we've had in recent history. You might remember it as a Super Bowl halftime show with Left Shark. They remember it as a Super Bowl halftime show where Lucifer almost manifested on the 50-yard line and began enslaving everybody to his dark power. We were very close. It was a satanic ritual that almost actually brought the Dark Lord uh, forth onto heaven and onto earth incarnate. Just the Super Bowl halftime show debunks that were done after that uh, halftime show were the stuff of legend. Then a few years later, when Lady Gaga did the halftime show, they were so amped up. They were so ready for her to just absolutely go just balls to the wall, all Moloch all the time. Alex Jones even came out and said that it was going to be a satanic ritual at the uh, halftime show because of Lady Gaga. Because they were going to say that anyways, no matter what, but she made it super mega satanic. And then she gave them nothing, and it was so awesome. I watched so many videos where they just pissed and moaned about how much they hated her, but they just couldn't find any of the satanic symbolism they needed in order to justify their hatred. And and I mean, usually like anything would would work, but she really did a, a set that was just so devoid of props and hardcore imagery and stuff that they just they really didn't have anything to grasp onto. There were 20-minute videos where the guy was just pouting most of the time and then would like get excited for a moment because he would catch something, something that would give him a crumb. There were a couple pillars, and they got to complain about the Freemasons and their pillars. That was all they had. It was, it was delicious. It was so funny watching them not get what they wanted out of a Super Bowl halftime show from one of the most hated entertainers that they know of. So... Those are all of the, the singers and actors that they hate. But there's one more person they really don't like. And that is your former first lady, Michelle Obama. Now, I kind of rank her as a celebrity because she's never held elected office. She's never been a public official. She was just Barack Obama's wife and part of the family that was in the White House for eight years. And QAnon's burning hatred of this woman knows no boundaries. They are so obsessed with her, and they so hate her that they spend all their days accusing her of being a man, of having a penis, of the, of the Obama family being this monstrous lie that was forced upon the American people against their will that they were deceived by literally every detail about the Obamas and their history. Obama wasn't Barack Obama was not born in America. He was born in Kenya. He was not a Christian. He was a Muslim. He was not eligible to be president, even though he became president. He hates our country. He does not love it. His wife is not a woman. He is gay. She is trans. Their children are adopted. Everything about the Obamas is fraudulent. Everything about them is fake. And their evidence for Michelle Obama being transgender is 
clothing bunches. And every now and then, Michelle Obama will be walking somewhere, and she'll grab at her crotch or pick at her pants, and that's her adjusting her package. This is what they will always say. Oh, and their other big piece of evidence is that Joan Rivers, who is an insult comic, and they never acknowledge this or understand what an insult comic is, Joan Rivers one time, shortly before she died, was being hounded by the paparazzi, and she declared that Michelle Obama is a man and Barack Obama is gay. And instead of just accepting this as uh, the kind of uh, insult humor that Joan is known for, they just said, oh, Joan Rivers was telling the truth. Joan Rivers was just absolutely positively telling us the truth that, that, that Obama is a gay man and Michelle Obama is a man-man. So, what you have in this situation is clothing bunches and a, and a joke by Joan Rivers going up against the documented life history of Michelle Obama. We have her childhood photographs. We have her in grade school. We have her in high school. We have her in college. We have post-college. We have her whole life documented. When did she transition? When did Mike Robinson transition to Michelle Robinson? They can never give you a timeline on this. They can never tell you exactly when this happened. I had one lunatic hilariously tell me that Michelle Obama, as Mike Robinson, played linebacker for the of the Oregon State Beavers, because that's a hilarious joke, played linebacker for the Beavers as a true freshman, had an excellent freshman season, and then left the team to transition and become a woman. And they said this completely with a straight face to me, or at least a straight tweet to me, as it were. Just that was their story. They were sticking to it. And I asked them for any newspaper articles about this player leaving the transition because that would have been a period of time in American history when a star football player becoming trans would have been a, a blockbuster of a story, just an absolute stop-the-presses national story. It would probably get a lot of attention now, but not nearly as much attention as it would have back then. And... They didn't have anything for me, but hey, at least they tried. At least they gave me a period of time, because everybody else, when I asked them, when did the transition happen? They don't. They don't say anything. They just yell. They just yell and they growl and they piss and moan, and they tell me to shut up. And then I'm a bought and paid for Soros shill. But transitioning is a long process, and you gotta have photos of the transition. You gotta like. Show me a photo of Mike Robinson shirtless somewhere, anywhere. I mean, there's got to be a high school photo of him hanging out with his bros on the beach and he's just like wearing a bathing suit and he's topless. They don't have that. They don't have anything because they know they don't have anything. 
The only thing they have is Michelle Obama dancing on the Ellen show and, it, and it, her clothing bunches up. Or she's walking into a car and she's got something in her pocket. And they're like, oh my god, look at her dick waving. I mean, it's just so fucking childish and so stupid. And they think they, they, they think these things are gotchas. And they're so childish and stupid, they don't understand that this evidence doesn't impact anybody that doesn't want to already believe in the crap they want to believe. They don't get that this is not persuasive. They think that what they've got is so good, how could you not believe it? It's like the people that would tell you that Obama was born in Kenya and wasn't eligible to be president. Then when Obama released his long-form birth certificate, they'd be like, oh, that's an obvious forgery. And it's like, well, why is John McCain not saying that? Why is Mitt Romney not saying that? Why is your hero, Donald Trump, not saying it? Because, remember, for all of Trump's bluster about having never run for president before, Trump was going hard on that birther stuff in 2012, and... There were some pollsters that polled him along with the rest of the Republican field. And just by saying that Obama wasn't legally allowed to be American, he wasn't legally American, so he wasn't allowed to be president, Trump was leading the field. And I mean, this was before any votes were cast. This was very early in the process. And Trump elected not to run. And Mitt Romney ended up getting the nomination and ended up losing. But these people, they think they've got it. They think they've got the evidence. They think they've got this thing cold. And it's like, if that was true, and Q was true, then why didn't Q just go up to Donald Trump and say, hey, Trump, why don't you run for president? By the way, here's the proof that Obama wasn't legally entitled to be president. Boom, hit him with that. When you get to the general election, and we win, because then he'll have to drop out, and it'll be a huge scandal that will destroy the Democratic Party. Because they literally uh, put a man into power that was legally not entitled to possess that power. So, it's just, they never actually think about the fact that if they were right, them being right would actually have consequences in the real world. And they never understand that because there are no consequences in the real world, that probably means they're wrong. They never connect those dots. They never put those things together and come up to the conclusion that, oh, this fairy tale I'm telling myself isn't real because if it was real, something would actually happen. Much like the mole children, much like the like almost 200,000 indictments we have now, much like everything else Q has ever told these people, if these things were true, stuff would have already happened. Things would have already got the ball would have already been moving. You would have seen results, but you don't because nothing is true. It's all lies. There's no there there. All this crap you've been devoting yourself to is crap. Fucking wake up and seeing that you're being fooled with and you're being messed with and manipulated. You are the sheep. You're the sheep believing bullshit because you want to believe it. And I know that makes you angry, but it's the truth. And with that, let's go to the questions. Do, 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 do. Segway to questions. No Scooters asks, uh, yeah, I got one, lol. 
Where are the promised indictments from last week QAnon was losing its mind over? <sighs> Not happening. Not happening now or ever. They always think that something's going to happen. They always think there's a big move that's going to happen. John Solomon lies to them and they believe it. They always think that these people are honest actors. When they're not, John Solomon's full of shit. All these reporters on Fox News are full of shit. Joe DeGeneva has been promising everyone's going to go to jail for years now. He's like just cute, but he's on TV. And it doesn't matter. These people still buy. They still buy in. They still believe. They get lied to constantly, but they want to be lied to. They want to hear the lies. They want to think that these things are going to happen. So there's no consequences for ever being wrong, ever, except for a mild amount of shame on the behalf of the QAnon supporters. Ryan Brown says, Did you notice four weeks ago when they were harassing the celebrities at, uh, at the peak, Ellen and Tom, the QAnon had also a lot of chatter about a suicide week? Uh, think of the implications of that. They are now using a lot of take matters into your own hands. BS. They are violent. Oh yeah, they uh, they always talk about suicide weekends. That was that's been a thing that QA has promoted in the past. And of course, I know this is going to really shock you, but it never happens. Uh, Q drop seven hundred is the words next week in bold bracketed three times next week next week next week and then q says suicide weekend question mark q and that was on february 9th 2018 then in may 20th 2018 uh, he so a few months later a bunch of uh, nonsense reposts and then ron desantis says, uh, thanks for responding favorably to the letter I sent with Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows. Let's cut through the recalcitrant bureaucracy and get the truth and hold people accountable. And it says, those who are the loudest, suicide weekend, question mark, pain, Q. And again, nothing happened. And then the last suicide weekend was in August, August 26, 2018, Suicide Weekend, hands up, 30, uh, bracket, 0, colon, 28, and bracket, impossible, coincidence, we are in control, big week ahead. Of course it was a big week. It's always a big week. And guess what? No Suicide Weekend, no big week. Because Q's just always lying to these people. So this is the uh, joy of Q. Just constantly rehashing the same material over and over again, constantly promising a big payoff that never comes. Just selling people a bill of goods over and over and over and over and over again to the suckers, the suckers who want to believe. And if you stop believing, if you doubt the plan, the other suckers will yell at you to trust the plan and to stop being a baby. Because... The way you prove how honest and righteous you are is to be complacent as baby-eating Satanists roam the earth free to kill and drink blood and commit treason and inflict bioweapons on the world that have killed now over 50,000 people in America and so on and so forth. So yeah, 
just uh, shut up and trust the plan. Don't be uh, don't be rocking the boat. Just uh, keep your head down and vote for Trump in November. You rubes, you suckers, you marks, you squares, and all other kinds of old-timey insults I can give the people that don't understand they're being ripped off. Because that's what QAnon is. A bunch of people getting ripped off and they refuse to acknowledge it. So, uh, that's that. I will put up another tweet where I try to figure out what the next topic for the core tenants is. Maybe some other QAnon lunatic will do something crazy tomorrow. Maybe Q will lose their mind again tomorrow. Who knows? But we're going to have fun with it and I will talk to you all very soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.